Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you as always for tuning in. Today is Best Served Podcast. No number because this is actually a bonus episode. Denver Restaurant TikTok wrap-up show with the one and only Corey Nelson from our team at Best Served Creative. Lay a little groundwork. You've you've seen all eight episodes. If you haven't, we're going to have links in the comments, so make sure that you go and check out the full eight-part series of Denver Restaurant TikTok Week. Some really great creators talking about a lot of things. Corey and I are going to break down some of the top five kind of takeaways we had, some of the things that we learned, some of the things that I think restaurants especially need to really understand as we go. So let's go ahead and bring Corey in here. Corey, what's going on? What's up, man? How's it going? Uh, This is great. I mean, all these episodes are, are out now. People are talking about TikTok, short form video, reels, so important to us. And so high level for you, the the takeaway that you have kind of seeing all these creators. And let me let me rip it off real quick, right? We had Larry from OCN Eats. We had Daniela from Colorado Foodie, right? We had Jess from Jess Foodie. We had Jillian from Pow Denver. We had Nick from Mile High Food Dude. We had Alana from 5280 Foodies. And Haley from Mile High and Hungry. Holy shit, I think I got all those and got got all their names right. So really, really great content producers. For you as a content producer on our team, right? Storyteller Supreme, watch, listen, content producer. High-level takeaways, what'd you learn? Uh, you know, it was just great to see like everybody's take on how they're doing the short-form videos. Um, you know, we have our own little channel, New Restaurants Denver. And we used to, I used to watch all of those creators as we were getting ready to start doing our own content. So kind of getting the behind the scenes, like look into their brain to see why they do it, how they're doing it and kind of how each of them are different from each other, but kind yeah. of the same was just really great to see. Yeah. There was a lot of elements that we kind of heard said again and again and again, which really crystallized. All right, I'm going to read these off top five takeaways. We're going to break down for everybody today restaurants lack of acknowledgement interaction i'm sorry restaurants you're gonna have to listen to this we're gonna beat you up a little bit this is critically important we'll probably spend a lot of time with that being willing to reach out to promote your business absolutely critical and we struggle with this because we get stuck in our four walls building up trust and confidence with your audience is is something that we kind of forget about sometimes we also forget about understanding the guest experience beyond just when we have butts and seats inside our four walls And finally, really valuable, breaking down the cost of a video, because I think there's a lot of misconceptions and misunderstandings there. So we're going to talk about those things. And at the highest level, restaurant marketer influence, it has has a bad name sometimes in restaurants. I don't know why, because a handful of people have had somebody who came in and just got free food is what I hear from people. I was like, there's a handful of bad apples, but by and large, and especially all the creators we had, like they really give a shit. They're really trying to promote this scene and promote these restaurants and bring people together and build community. So we need to nurture and cultivate that. It's young. 
So it's still a little clumsy in, in kind of its adolescence as it's trying to figure out what is the market value of that? What's the expectation on both sides? What's the economics of that? What's the operations of that? So we got to break that down a little bit. All right, number one, restaurants lack of acknowledgement interaction. I remember, right, we were doing newrestaurants.denver and on TikTok and Instagram. And it was just a way for us to promote new restaurants because we really want to build up those new leaders. And I remember, you know, not a lot of restaurants, like they don't share it. They don't like it. Even sometimes they don't interact with it. They aren't posting comments. They're not replying to other people's comments, things like that. It was really frustrating for you. Talk about that because I know almost everybody mentioned something to that extent. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, you know, I was reaching out before uh, getting to the restaurant, you know, having these conversations with the people. Uh, they always, when I was there, were very thankful um, and happy to be there. And then, you know, I'd let them know when their episode was going to come out. Uh, the next day, I would send an email and usually would not even get a response to that email about, you know, this is when we're planning to have it. And then on launch day of the video, um, I would email them again with links to all the uh, places it was posted, the raw file for them to share on their own page. And, you know, just another thank you and wouldn't even get, you know, very many uh, responses to that email. So even that, you know, kind of frustrated me. Um, and to hear other creators saying that they were experiencing the same thing when they have, you know, tens of thousands more followers than we do and are doing way more videos and content than we are was just kind of uh, frustrating to hear. Yeah. It's one of the reasons that I actually wanted to do this channel. And, and I appreciate you going through those frustrations because I knew that's what was going to happen because I've been there in restaurants. So many of you in restaurants right now are stuck in this mindset that you are the popular one, that you have all the attention, that you have all the leverage, that because you do some cool shit in your restaurant, that media is going to come flock to you, that they're going to be so excited to write about you, that all the influencers that are going to come, that all of the cool kids are going to come. And we have to break that down. We have to get beyond that. You have to have some gratitude and acknowledgement of people who are willing to spend one fucking moment of their time and effort and their audience on you. And we just don't do enough of that. We think they're lucky to be here. And, and I've, I've been in the same place where I was like, well, yeah, of course they'd want to come here. Why wouldn't they? And we have to get over that. And I think that is at the crux of it. And this kind of rolls right into number two, being willing to reach out to promote your own business. We think that if we're, we're promoting our own business, that somehow we are leeches to the, the capitalist business bullshit model. And we're like, no, we're chefs. We're restaurant people. We make stuff with our hands. Just focus on the food. That's all that matters. The guest experience. The reality is like you are a media company. You need to be a marketing company. You need to understand that landscape. So it's, you know, I liken it to this awkward middle school dance where everyone's standing on the sides. Nobody wants to be the first one to like reach out and be uncomfortable and not look as cool and say, I need your help. I want you to, to help me build community. So what did you see on that front? The kind of restaurants, and I think that plays into that restaurants not being willing to reach back out to you because they, they don't have to. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like it's kind of like an expected thing. Cause like you said, they're the new restaurant on the scene and they're expecting that coverage. Um, I mean, it was even crazy to hear, um, I believe Daniela was saying it in her episode that the, the restaurants reached out to her to be on the channel 
And then even after the fact, they didn't share it. They didn't comment on it. They didn't like it. And so they're not even building that community. And I wonder how much of it, it comes down to uh, we're going to run our own social media. We don't need to pay someone to do this. We can handle it in-house. Sure. And then you get busy and you know things are on fire and you're putting out a million different fires and you don't have time to uh, you know, go and comment or respond to comments. Or you probably forget that the video is coming out. And then right. next thing you know, uh, it's been two weeks and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot that. Uh, and you might think it's too late to even do anything at that moment. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense yet. It made perfect sense to me. And that was the challenges that I knew we were going to face that I had to figure out ways that we can overcome them. Still haven't figured that out. This is another way to highlight that and bring in eight different restaurant influencers to be able to kind of show, wait, there's some patterns here, some things that we can learn from and historically haven't been very good at. So I think it's really important. There's also a disconnect within restaurants to kind of let everyone know front of house doesn't talk to back of house service and bartenders are on the same page. The managers and the line level are on the same page. The social media management didn't talk to the managers who were on when that restaurant influence is coming in. All of these baton handoffs in restaurants are clumsy. They really are. So uh, I think that feeds into it as well. Who's responsible for that? Who's accountable for that? Who's going to be the one to move that forward? So, and, and in this now, you're you're building trust and confidence. We know that we need to build that with our teams. We haven't done a good enough job of that. We need to build that with our with our guests. We historically haven't done a good enough job with that. Now we're talking about expanding beyond our four walls, and we have these you know these people who have followings, who have a voice, who are willing to put in the effort, and we're not building up the trust and confidence with them, and the restaurants that do a good job of forming relationships on all sides of that equation, they're going to start to emerge, right? Well, they're going to recognize that certain restaurants are more attractive for employees, guests, and some of these marketers. So I think it was Jess from Jess Foodie, uh, amazing episode all the way around, like really promoting the, especially the the Hispanic community, as she mentioned, uh, talked about building up trust and confidence, break down some of what you learned from that. Yeah, I mean, she made a good point uh, discussing how, you know, she might put out a video and all of her followers uh, trust her reviews and her videos. And, you know, she doesn't want to go to a restaurant and have a good experience, but the restaurant is putting on airs, if you will, uh, for the for her video. And then when her followers go and they comment back or they message her and they say, hey, I went to this place. It was terrible service. The people were rude, mm. makes her look bad. And she's kind of putting her uh, self on the line as a review. Her reputation, her, yeah. Her reputation on the line, exactly. Um, and so even small things like going back into like that building community, if, if we're to put out a video and someone asks, oh, well, when are they open? And that restaurant is commenting back and saying, oh, we're open at this time. You can find us here. We got these specials going on, whatever. Like they're trying to build that trust with your followers off the bat, you know, and then that just makes you look that much better as a restaurant or as to that person. They're like, Oh, they're monitoring this. They're paying attention. They're definitely in the new age. And it makes you as like the viewer feel a little bit better, I guess, about maybe going there, checking it out because they were so responsive and, you know, so helpful on social media. Yeah. I mean, little things like somebody says, Oh, that salsa looked amazing. What kind of salsa was that? And the restaurant uh, comes back and says, oh, it's Chipotle black pepper. That person can be blown the fuck away. 
they are they're on their way they're literally right. on their way out the door in their car to your restaurant what is the value of that one person now how many other tens hundreds thousands of people see you comment on somebody else it shows that you give a shit Mm-hmm. The amount of social capital that you can create by showing people that you actually give a shit is astounding. And we're sleeping on it. We're spending no time or effort on that because we're like, of course, people are commenting. Like, you know, it's who's going to take responsibility? You're the only one that can take responsibility for promoting your own business. Like, you have to do it. So, Appreciate that one too. Uh, understanding the guest experience. I think we touched on that a little bit. I think uh, Nick from Mile High Food Dude, you pointed out, was talking about eating in his car and how many restaurants still don't understand the kind of to-go experience. I think across the board, the guest experience now in today's age is beyond just what's on the plate in front of them. They're experiencing your brand on your website, on your social media platforms, on everybody else they knows and follow social media platforms when they get food at their house, when they're eating at their car. So what were some of the takeaways as far as like reimagining, rethinking guest experience for you? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, kind of goes back to the, like you said, on the plate, the pretty pictures or whatever, you know, you're going to get those nice looking pictures on social media and that gives you an idea. Um, but when you're actually there eating it or eating it in your car, like he was doing it, it's a de- definitely a different experience. And even some of the other mm-hmm. ones he kind of mentioned, they might do the dip or they might do the drizzle. He's like, but this is what it's really going to look like if you're cutting through a whole sandwich in your car or you're actually there. And I kind of like that angle because when you're making short form videos, you almost want to make the videos like you're bringing your friend along with you. You're like, hey, yeah. let's go check out this place. This is what we're yep. going to get. And instead of you just seeing the interior and a couple fancy food shots, it's like, this is how messy my hands just got from trying to eat this burger or, you know, went everywhere, but it was so good. And like, look at me, I'm a mess because I just couldn't stop eating it. I didn't have time to stop myself to clean or whatever. And so it's just even that next level, which mm. I think restaurants could do on their own. Like they are, you know, they're slowly starting getting getting more and more into social media, but it still is kind of that like cookie cutter. This is the nicest part. We're only going to show you these parts and they're not showing the actual experience, what someone might be, you know, looking like when they're eating or, or having that food, enjoying that meal. Oh, that just gave me a flashback to Carl's Jr. had a really good ad set, like I think in the late nineties into the early two thousands, if it doesn't get all over the place, it doesn't belong in your face. And I literally just remembered that. And they were promoting the fact that like, that's a real burger. Like that is, it's going to get everywhere. Now, not promoting Carl's Jr.'s <laughs> burger. Let's let's get that straight for a second. But uh, there is something to showing the experience beyond the expected experience. And I think that's what you're talking about, which I really appreciate. All right, last thing really quick, and everyone's going to have to check out the uh, article that'll be in the comments as well. Uh, we talked a little bit about kind of the production and cost of a video. And especially Danielle really broke down the cost of a video, which can be time-consuming, expensive. I know you experienced that. And the, again, the, oh, they just want some free food, bullshit. None of the people that we saw and and so many influencers and marketers out there, that's not their goal. And the reality is if they get a dish or two dish, that's $40. It's taking them two, three, four hours to like go through this process. And that it's not worth it. It's not worth the time and effort. So what was the takeaway there? I'm, I'm sure that you 
we're feeling that because I know it took you a lot of time and effort. Any big takeaways from kind of the cost of producing a video? Yeah, I mean, I think it still comes down to that disconnect between not understanding fully what social media or TikTok or, you know, short form videos is. Um, I thought it was funny in Larry's episode. He's like, oh, I just give it to an editor and he does all the work and he does a great job. And he like gave him those shout out props. And I was like, hey, I love that because I think a lot of people don't realize where they're like, oh, you could just edit a video of like pretty quick. No, no problem. Right. And even, you mm -hmm. know, raw videos that you do on TikTok and edit in TikTok, like if you want to make those look really nice, like those can take a lot, a lot of time to do. Um, it's not as quick and simple as you might think when you start adding in, you know, a nicer camera or filming with an outside camera and taking mm -hmm. that into a editing software, then putting it into TikTok. I mean, like I said, for the stuff we do for new restaurant Denver, when I was really in a, in a, in a vibe and getting the voiceovers and writing the scripts, um, you know, it still was taking me around like four to five hours. So, you know, a pizza that's, you know, $15 or whatever the case may be, that doesn't really add up. And everything that we were doing, we were doing for free. Um, and you know, a lot of these creators, they expressed at the beginning, you asked them, why do you do this channel? And they expressed how, you know, food is, you know, a big part of their life, whether it was their family or the community or, or how much they enjoyed it. Um, and so they're not doing it for that free meal. They're doing it because they want to help promote other people's businesses. And they also want to find the best of the best of Colorado and tell everybody about it because they enjoy food and they want to share that experience with other people. Oh, that's it. Way to way to end the episode. All right, Corey, get out of here. I know you got, uh, I got more videos to make my friend. Yep. Appreciate yep. you. All right, everyone, that is it for this episode. Once again, Corey Nelson. Literally, if you go to, to newrestaurants.denver on TikTok or Instagram, if you go to my chef, Jensen Cummings, on either, or you go to Best Served Podcast, I know you hear and see me a lot. Is 1,000% Corey that makes all of that happen. And I think we don't acknowledge the people that are behind the camera enough. And I think we really need to understand that these are people that can help promote your business. You have to invest time, effort, and give a shit. And that's what needs to happen next in restaurants. So check out the entire series. Once again, this was Denver Restaurant TikTok Week Wrap-Up Show with Corey Nelson. That is it for this episode. I appreciate you all as always. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Best Served Podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.